0: Of your strategy needs to be focused initially on visibility. And visibility isn't just getting new people to see you, it's the people who are already like following you. Like if you have like social media followers or people already on your email list, well, they're not all responding to every single email or every single post. So you need to reactivate and get their interest back up. And then, so once you get that visibility going, the next part of your strategy needs to really be focused on building connection and trust because. A lot of times, um, they don't really, know, the people who
1: just start- Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. You know our mission with this podcast since day one has been providing actionable tips and strategy from other multi-passionate entrepreneurs who've just like you have been there, built that and are paying it forward. And that's why we love, love, love having guests like Letitia Lynch on. Letitia is a branding and organic marketing coach and consultant. And in this episode, Letitia is providing you all with an easy, keyword here, easy Mm -hmm. to implement strategy to market your next launch without, make sure you're paying attention here, without the use of paid ads.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. Gee. So what does that actually mean for your business though? Well, for one, it means less marketing expenses, which mm-hmm. is always a good thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is yes. She is also dropping advice for multi to ensure that your branding speaks to a specific customer experience organic marketing techniques that you can use for your next launch. And she's also breaking down types of video content to increase your sales.
1: So much goodness. And in sales. case you're not familiar with Letitia, she is a marketing expert, serial creator, proud entrepreneur, and owner of Atelier Letitia. And we're not done yet. <laughs> and owner <laughs> of the Business Branding Academy. Hello, multi-passionate queen, right? Okay. It is Letitia's core mission to help female entrepreneurs build and leverage their brand authority so they can confidently sell their services and coaching programs at a premium ladies, premium price point. Mm. (laughs) And Letitia has been featured in Forbes, Blogger, Authority Magazine, and so much more.
2: And also on a personal level, Alex and I have implemented the organic marketing strategies mm-hmm. we chat about in this episode. And we have just been amazed at the results. So yeah. let's just go on ahead and jump into this value-packed conversation, shall we? Welcome back to the She Shines podcast. We are when okay, when I say we're excited <laughs> for this conversation, we were like fangirling not two minutes ago about how excited we are for this conversation. Letitia Lynch is in the building. Letitia say hello. (laughs) Hey guys.
1: (laughs) Oh, we've been looking forward to this. Yes. I'm excited too. Wonderful. Well, please let's dive right in. Walk us through your background. Tell us who you are, what you do, your mission, who you serve. We want to know everything.
0: Well, okay. So I kind of like to always start like my corporate side of how I got started in my business. Yes, so tell us. Um... I started working in marketing back in 2006 uh, mm-hmm. so it's been like quite a long time of me being in marketing and I worked for all kinds of companies you know like startup companies I worked for big tech companies startup tech companies I worked for random telecom companies <laughs> um, and I really did enjoy every aspect of marketing and the good parts that I that I feel like I excelled the most in whereas um, always like social media management and social media marketing email marketing I I actually ran email marketing for companies and events like live events. But when I got pregnant, I found out I was pregnant in 2015 and got laid off from literally my dream job. I was (sighs) marketing for mall property. So like four malls was my job to market, which meant I was friends with all the big stores, all the corporations. And I got free stuff all the time. So it was literally a dream <laughs> oh. job. <laughs> and I got laid off right when I found out I was pregnant. So I found out I was pregnant mm. in October or November and I got laid off in December and I was oh like, okay, goodness. what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So I was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like going to have a baby. I did find another marketing job. Um, but you know, once I had my kid, I realized that corporate isn't really set up for moms to work. (laughs) Not if you want to see your child. And so I didn't have that long with maternity leave. Plus I had just started. So I really didn't have any benefits for that and um, I was pumping and nursing, and they didn't have a place for me, and it started being more of a hassle, so I was like, you know what, I went to school for design, so another big part of my background is I went to school for design, and I did that, I graduated in 2013, so now I have that much experience with visual communications and design, so I'm like, it's easy, I'll just start freelancing, I'll start a business, this is 2017, I have my kid in 2016, 2017, I think it's a great idea to be still a brand new mom, still nursing, because he nursed for a year, and thinking I could start a business, and a podcast and all these things all at the same time it was a terrible idea course, yeah. my husband was a consultant <laughs> and at the time so he was never home oh, and so i i just got really frustrated with entrepreneurship and i didn't come back to it until 2019 in 2019 i started making money again but it, it was different this time i felt like mm-hmm. people were taking me a little bit more serious i was getting more clients and i I noticed that the online space felt different to me. It felt like everyone was starting a business before the pandemic, but mm-hmm. it seemed like everyone was like taking business a little bit more seriously. Everyone was trying to be an entrepreneur. So it was very easy to get clients. So around the beginning of 2020, I like rebranded myself and started getting all these like bigger design clients and my business took off and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I started, I started doing like coaching and then the pandemic hit and everyone <laughs> was like, I have to make my business work. I need help. Yeah. <laughs> and I got all like my business, like blew up. Up when the wow. summer came of 2020 and that's kind of where I am now it's like business really took off I started serving a lot of clients in the coaching capacity I actually completely stopped my design business which is what I went I went to school for design I thought I would be a freelance designer like my whole life and branding and marketing coaching has really taken off because so many entrepreneurs which is where my mission came in so many entrepreneurs I think it's easy to know what you're good at doing and to start your business. But what's not easy is all the business things that come along with it. Like I'm not good at managing finances and I'm also uh-huh. not like I'm not good at operations and also what is email marketing? And now I have to be a salesperson mm-hmm. too. Like, I mm-hmm. just want to do the thing that I'm great at doing. Yeah. And why I found my niche is because the marketing is one of the most important parts of running a business. Mm-hmm. This is how you get all your leads, this is how you get seen, this is how people find you. And yeah. I think that business owners need like continuing education for marketing. And so I wanted to bring that to the industry. I wanted to teach women specifically because we will Mm -hmm. undercharge ourselves into the abyss Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we don't make any money, but we're doing so much and we're so giving. And so I wanted to make sure that women specifically were, charging what they should be charging based on the value that they're bringing and they were able to articulate that value in a way that doesn't feel like they're selling themselves or their souls they can keep their integrity but also they can keep what they you know they can keep making income the way that they always should have been because i was so stressed about income when i found that i was pregnant corporate didn't really have my back and i wanted to make sure that i was self-efficient and i wanted to help women to do the same
2: That's so powerful because it, you can tell it comes from such a personal felt place. Like you've experienced that, you know what it's Mm -hmm. like. And also to not feel that support from your corporate job. And, and so now being able to pay it forward to other women entrepreneurs and really, you know, making sure that they're not only able to charge their worth, but they're able to attract those clients that, Mm -hmm. that they most want to work with. Like that is, that's huge. And it's so needed. And we're just so excited to, to dive in even more and figure out like, you know, how, how do you do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we're That's really what everyone get, wants to know. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is how, but how, so we're going to get into organic marketing without paid ads or a team. So this is really great for you solo entrepreneurs out there, or maybe you do have like one or two people, co-founders. Hi, Alex. And Hi, it's us. Um, so we're, we're really pumped to dive into some of these strategies. And uh, I've heard you speak, this is where the fangirling came from earlier. <laughs> I've heard you speak earlier and um, just love the strategy that you laid out. It was so clear. I was like light bulb moment for mm-hmm. marketing. So let's dive in. Shall we? Yes,
1: yes. Yes. And I think you have to give like just a little a background here. So Anna Laura has experience with the oh, yes. before, um, had heard her speak and, and saw her posts and, and everything. And so Anna Laura and I are getting ready to launch, um, a new at the time at, at this the, time. Yeah. It will, have already, t- launched, launched. will have, have already launched. Correct. So our new marketing plan a lot of it has come from Letitia. So thank you, Leticia. because <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yes. oh, Letitia said to do this. And I was like, who is Letitia? Have we met Leticia? Is there a new t <laughs> Shines member that I have missed? And uh, yes, it's from all your wonderful content. So we are excited yes. to learn more about it. And we over at she Shines, we serve multi-passionate. So these are women who have a lot of different roles, a lot of different passions in their life. They're like Anna Laura. They have two businesses and juggling motherhood or their babies. Like- Two babies, yeah, and or maybe they're like myself. They work a full time job and they're running. She shines and mm. like a crazy person also started their own private practice. So we have a lot of things going on, right? What is your advice on ensuring that multi passionate women are branding is speaking to a specific customer experience?
0: I think one of the biggest things that I tell, so I get the whole the love of being multi passionate, even though I have you know, focus my business. I still have a bunch of signature offers and they all do really well, but they're all just random different things that I wanted to do. And so when I talk to multi-passionate, I always still say that one of the biggest things that's going to help you is to figure out the connection point of like all Mm -hmm. the things that you do, like there's always going to be some sort of connection point with all of your offers, like whether it's like the same person, but different stages of growth for that person, or you have different offers, but it serves different levels of entrepreneurs or whoever you're serving. And so I always kind of, think about if I'm looking at the the year overall and who I want to serve I kind of figure out for each one of my offers what would be the story of that person whoever is Mm -hmm. best for that offer like what's their story if I can learn what their story is then no matter whatever I decide to launch then I should be able to figure out exactly what I need to talk about when it's time for me to launch that particular thing. So for example, every one of my offers, I have a very specific person in mind and I know their path. I know what they're struggling with and ultimately what all those pain points are what problem they really do have at the end of the day. And I know what the solution is because I've created it. And <laughs> that solution comes from a very specific subject matter. So mm-hmm. I know that that's the solution. And I know why I made that solution for that person to solve the problem and my unique spin on it. And if I can identify that for every one of my offers, no matter what I feel like launching, I should have success launching that thing because I essentially create everything for solving one person's problem. I create one product to solve one person's one problem, mm-hmm. whatever the biggest problem is that they have that I can solve just from my area of expertise. And if I can focus mm-hmm. on that, it doesn't matter what you create, you can launch and sell and market anything. And that's worked really well for me and for my clients too. Wow.
2: So really knowing what makes you stand out as, as a brand is that, would you say it kind of boils down to that? Or.
0: I would say that's a big part of it. Um, I think the biggest part has always boiled down to their, them, the person. <laughs> I think a lot of times we put pressure on ourselves to show up and make sure that they know that we know so much and we're experts. And I'm like, yeah. you know, you're not really proving yourself to anybody because you already, you're an expert. You don't have mm-hmm. to prove your expertise to people. They, they need to see and believe in the solution actually working for them. They need to believe yes. that there is hope. They need to believe that there is a brighter future for them. And if they can believe that, which is your marketing's job, if you can help them believe in that brighter future, then whatever solution you said is going to help them get there, they'll believe in that too. And they'll want to work Mm -hmm. with you because you're the one that finally illuminated that for them. But yes, yes, your uniqueness And what you're infusing into it, that's what's going to make you stand out. So being very clear on your brand and what you represent and your voice is always going to be important because there are other people who offer similar things. So you want to make sure that what stands out is going to end up being you and your personality for sure. People want to work with people and we're all Mm -hmm. looking for that person like that you can deal with. Like, I like the person. I can deal with your voice. If I have to take your coaching program, I would listen to you. You you want that too.
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Hence hence why we're on this podcast, because literally I heard you speak yes. and I was like, Oh wow, like light bulb on it. And and it kinda you had kinda ran through everything that you just mentioned, like making sure that for mm-hmm. for your offer, you know you know, the problem, you know, exactly Mm -hmm. what they're struggling with. And you also know the solution and really what makes you unique and the way you were able to, to lay those out. Don't worry y'all, we're going to get into this. Um, (laughs) you know, so thank you for, for clarifying that just really wanting to emphasize knowing your client, knowing their story, knowing their pain points, like that is really the genesis of your marketing campaign for your Beautiful offer. So, all right, let's get into what organic marketing techniques we can use while launching a product or service. Like, do you have any sort of specific strategies there?
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. So the first thing that I always say when it comes to organic marketing is video. <laughs> and I know uh-huh. everyone's like, do video, you need to be on video, but it's true. It's like video is imperative, mostly because the point of organic is natural, right? It should be like back in the day when you were like trying to get business, most people used to do it in person, they would network. And now we're like, uh-huh. oh, we can't touch each other or be around. So now it's like, well, how <laughs> can you get that same, <laughs> how can you get that same essence, that same feeling, that same Um, like you feel like, you know, the person, but you really don't, but it feels like, you know, them, like the only way Mm -hmm. to really get that isn't going to be from a graphic. It's going to be from video. And so, um, one of the things I like to tell people, like there's like five big areas of organic marketing or marketing that you need to be like worried about, like, because this is what's important if you're trying to sell and you want to have that buyer's journey, you want to have that good content. And the first thing is visibility. So part Mm -hmm. of your strategy needs to be focused initially on visibility and visibility. Isn't just getting new people to see you. It's the people who are already like following you. Like if you have like social media followers or people already on your email list, well, they're not all responding to every single email or every single post. So you need to reactivate and get their interest back up. And then, so once you get that visibility going, the next part of your strategy needs to really be focused on building connection and trust because a lot of times mm, they don't really the people who just started following you don't know you and then the ones who have already been following you may not remember what you talked about or may not have ever really been that engaged with you in the first place so if you can get them to start really getting connected with you through that connection touch point then that helps them to start to feel like okay i really do want to work with i might want to work with this person Um, another part of your strategy is pre-qualifying people I think before, when we first start our businesses, we're just excited for anyone who will pay us. <laughs> and so we're like, yes, yes I got a lead. I got on a call with someone. They said, yes, here's the invoice. They paid the invoice. I got a client. Then you work with the person. You're like, I do not want to work with the person, this person. It's nightmare. <laughs> and even you start to think, even though they would pay me, I wouldn't, they I would rather them, I would pay them to not work with me anymore. Like that's the point that it's gotten to. And so pre-qualification needs to be a big part of your strategy. Just making sure that when you're talking, like if I want to work with female entrepreneurs and coaches who only sell services to other business owners, which is who I help the most, I say that in a lot of my content, because mm-hmm. when they listen, they're like, oh, okay. They know to identify themselves. Mm-hmm. If there's a certain price point or a certain threshold or certain qualifications, I need people to know that before I've had to have a sales call. Or a sales conversation with them. So, if you can start off with the visibility, pre qualification, and the connection, then they're ready to move their way from that, like that path to purchase, that buyer's journey. And so, then your content needs to tell that story that I told you. Like, there needs to be the storyline from I'm at this pain point, I'm struggling. What is my problem? Oh, this is my problem. Well, what solves this problem? That solution. Okay, this solution solves the problem that I now believe that I have. Well, let me see of all these people who offer this solution, who is my person? Who's the person mm-hmm. that I actually want to work with and believe. And that's when your unique proposition and all those things mm-hmm. come up. And then lastly, sales and promotion is your last part of your strategy. Like if you, I think a lot of people get comfortable with marketing and think that marketing is like their sales and it's not like organic marketing, even though you're calling people in and they're coming to you, you still have to close the sale. And I think a lot of people forget that sales is in the Important part of business, like you actually have, to, so you can't just have a little. Click the link in my bio. <laughs> Respond to this email. Fill out and it. It's, it's like, so no, easy to
1: do that. <laughs> it's so
0: easy, yeah. But people are like, I don't feel like filling out your application, but they might be like, I have questions though, and those questions might lead to them being like, you know what, I think I'm ready, mm-hmm. and so asking for that sale, actually doing specific promotions is the last part of like that sales strategy with organic marketing. I love
2: that. And that reminds me of an episode that aired earlier this year with Candace Chapman about selling in the DMs. Like it's all oh, like, Candace, I know Candace. Oh yeah. Uh, more more <laughs> yeah. copy crushes, you know. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, no, we've just really loved learning from from both of y'all. And so this is a beautiful, like more or less a funnel that we're providing. So go on ahead, we'll uh-huh. link that other episode as well in the show notes. Um for free all to listen to. And, and so this mm-hmm. is kind of the, the next step, but this, this lays the foundation for, this is the foundation yeah, mm-hmm. for people to really get to, to know, you know, their, their own problem. Like maybe mm-hmm. they're totally unaware that they even have a problem. And so mm-hmm. you can call them out on that. Do you, do you have any strategies for doing just that? Like From taking someone from completely unaware to sliding into your DMs ready to buy your offer.
0: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I focus on in the very beginning of a launch is, first of all, helping them see, like, you got to relate to people. Like, people like to dive right into launching. And I'm like, oh, first of all, people need to know that they're in the right place. And the only way for them to identify that is their current situation. So I talk a lot up in the beginning. I tell what the storyline is. I'm like, so if you're struggling with so and so and so, I kind of lay that out for them. And I say, these are some of the pain points that you would be experiencing. And here's some of the things that you might have tried already that didn't work. Here's why those things didn't work. That already puts that person into a mindset of, okay, this person gets me, they get where I'm coming from, and they already know that I've tried this stuff. So they're not going to try to sell me the same stuff that I've already done. So now they're still Mm -hmm. ready to listen to you Mm -hmm. because you're not going to say the same thing that they've already heard. That opens their ears and eyes. But another thing is there's a lot of mindset that comes along with Mm -hmm. why they've done the other things that they've done. So if you can start to address that stuff really early on in your launching, in your marketing content, then that helps them to overcome that and then to be open open to receiving another option, uh, another way of thinking. Um, I tell people to focus a lot on perspective shifting content. And I think a lot of people want to do, you know, educational content. And I know that educational content is really fun. It's really easy to do. You feel like you're helping people, but a lot of what's going on and why things aren't working or why someone gets stuck down a pattern that isn't working in their business is because there is a a mindset or a perspective that they have because they believed in someone else before they came to you. Some Mm -hmm. other expert gave them some great Mm -hmm. marketing content and talked them up into doing something. And they believed that time that it was going to be the thing that helped them. And when it doesn't, it's very hard to trust people again. So a lot of your early content and the strategy needs to be around how can I help build trust and awareness for how I'm going to be different or how this solution that I'm going to talk about is different. How am I telling them kind of a different angle of the problem that they hadn't considered before. And if you can do that, it'll help again, people to be more, more open to listening to what's the new, what is the new thing you want to introduce me to, or what's this new option that I should try now?
1: and Why should I try it?
0: Make sense?
1: Yes. Mm, definitely. Yes. No, thank definitely. you. for, <laughs> And that, I think yeah. the first time too, I've never heard it put that way, like this perspective yeah. shifting content. Love um, Cause I mm-hmm. think too, as as entrepreneurs we want to focus on like educate inspire sell entertain <laughs> right like you hear all of these like little buckets yeah, of yeah. content that everyone <laughs> mm-hmm. talks about um and it's so it's so interesting to hear a new way of talking about it which is this perspective shifting content which 1000% makes sense because if you're putting out all of this educational inspiring and I can't even say it inspirational content, but you haven't shifted their perspective yet. They can't really grasp what you're putting out there if their mind is still somewhere else. Right. So, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really happy that you said that and um, learned something new today. So thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing. And so you Absolutely. personally, I love this. I saw this in in your, when your pitch came over to your media kit that you have, Leverage your own video, Instagram video, I believe, into making six figures in a year, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, I think for our our multi-passionates who might just be starting out, what types of um, IG video maybe can can they use to begin making their own scale, making their own sales, excuse me, and and scale to you know, even start making, you know, three, four, five, six figures mm-hmm. eventually, but how, how can we leverage video um, within our own marketing to, to make that money? <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that. So it's funny, like i I always think to, I have to share with people. I'm like, you know, I don't do a lot of email and I definitely don't do paid marketing at the moment. So, and I chose one social media channel to perfect and get used to. So that's been Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I'm almost at 200K this year as a solo entrepreneur with one employee. It's my mom. My mom (laughs) works for me. And so, and I'm the revenue generator. So I'm like, (laughs) y'all. If you can find a social network and Instagram is the best for this because Instagram gives Mm -hmm. you all of the different video types. So I'm going to share with you guys something that I like Mm -hmm. to teach. I call it the winning Instagram quadfecta. Okay. Y'all ready? Oh, Oh, we're all the quadfecta. Okay. Here it comes. Okay. So the quadfecta. Okay. So, you know, I told you guys earlier, like you need visibility, you need to, you know, pre-qualify all those things. Well, there are certain video types that do all of these things. So for example, Mm -hmm. I told you, you need to start with visibility. Well, the best thing for visibility on Instagram is always going to be reels because reels, it doesn't matter if the person's following you or not, they're going to be exposed to that reel regardless. And the more people engage with, the more Instagram is going to push it out. So that is always going to give you the furthest reach for brand new eyes. So for visibility, for brand new eyes, always reels. Now you do have existing followers who need to see you. So um, secondarily, if I was doing a video type, it would be something like an Instagram TV. Like I, I know they just took away IGTV, the brand, but it still exists. So if you were to post a video to your feed, that's still the IGTV style. Those type of videos, because your feed is still exposed to people outside of your followers, Following, um, depending on the keywords that you're using, hashtags, that's your next best shot to getting visibility outside of your existing following. So, a lot of times when Mm -hmm. people are like, Well, I only have 300 followers, I'm like, Girl, that is not a reason to not be posting. (laughs) If you just did a few reels in the beginning of your launch and your reels were not silly reels, not pointless reels, but reels that actually related back to your existing marketing content and strategy that you should have had Mm -hmm. already, then that is what's going to give you enough visibility so that your meatier, heavier content now. Gets seen because that person's already on your account. So I start off with reels always. Now you get this visibility going. Now you need a way for people to start engaging with you enough so that you move to the front of the line because algorithm wise, Instagram's only showing your account to people who's already engaged with you or engaged with you on a regular basis this. And to get that, if you start going live on Instagram, what that does is basically it's like a fast pass at Disney. It moves you to the front <laughs> of the line of everyone else's little story bubble. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know how you guys use Instagram, but I basically only look at stories. And then sometimes I scroll like mm-hmm. for five seconds on my feed, but I'm just looking at the story. So if you're not on stories and I don't engage with you on story, I see the same 20 people every day on stories. <laughs> if you want to pass those 20 people, if you go live, it puts you in the front. Now right. people can get exposed to you. They start to build a connection. trust which i told you earlier Mm. and then now they're going to start interacting with you enough and plus if they have alerts and stuff instagram's like hey this person's live and it pops up when you're not trying to click on them you accidentally and someone's live
1: (laughs) all the time
0: (laughs) all the time i hate it and i'm like now they saw me they saw me right So, but it's a good thing for you. If you can actually be talking about something important, they'll stay, they might engage with you. Now Instagram's mm-hmm. gonna be like, well, look at their stories later. So then the next level down, because I told you you need that path to purchase that buyer's journey, Instagram mm-hmm. TV style videos, so like those three to five minute videos, because that gives you the hearty meatier, um content that you really need to tell the full storyline and to get that good, you know, perspective shifting content that, per, you know, that problem solving content, all that can happen there. And then lastly, story, is where the sales are going down because Mm -hmm. if you did your due diligence through all your content well stories is where the people who are serious are going to be engaging with you because they're stalking you which means their your stories show up first for them which means they should be saying something to you so you have so many options for stickers to ask questions which one do you want you want me to send you the application or do you want me to dm me right now like there are so many Mm -hmm. ways that you can Engage with them for the sale and share social proof. So that's the quad effect. They use all four of those videos, but they all serve those very specific purposes and it's easy to get sales.
1: Oh,
2: oh my goodness. Okay. Y'all this is your, this is your strategy, like top to bottom. You just broke oh, it down good. so beautifully. So thank Thanks. you. <laughs> We're so excited. So a lot of what we've talked about has been obviously, hello, the crux of this conversation, which is organic marketing, really when you're in like a launch phase or a sales phase. um, Do you have any other, like, is there different types of content or a different strategy when you're in a launch or sales phase versus when you're not launching anything or are you always selling?
0: So I'm... I'm always launching or always selling. I Mm -hmm. feel like, um, now I do have coaching programs and then I have services. So if you're a service-based entrepreneur, then naturally you can always accept clients. You might only be able to accept a certain amount every month, but you're typically always open to accept people. Mm -hmm. But when you have coaching programs, like you guys said, you're about to launch a program. Well, I only have a certain number of spots and there's an open date and a close date because we have to start our cohort. And Mm -hmm. so I have very key launch periods for my coaching program because that's how that program is structured. Mm -hmm. I need a certain number of people and I can only accept them at a certain timeframe. But otherwise... I am always open for business. And I don't want to get into, and I don't want people to, I've gotten into this pattern. I don't want you to get into a pattern of everyone just expecting you to be like, the doors are open because now they're only going to buy from when they think the doors are open. It's like, right. well, they are always open. Right. Please walk through, I'm open. And so I don't want you to get into a cycle of people. You, I don't want you to set the expectation with your followers that they're just waiting for the proverbial doors to be open. And so marketing content should always be constantly going through that buyer's journey. And when you're done, tell a new storyline, just have a new storyline. When I plan out the year, I'm like, what are my storylines for all of my offers? And then I'm going to check the list off when I get through that storyline. I'm going to go to the next storyline and the next one. And it makes it easy. It's just so easy. For, like people are like, how do you always come up with all this content? I have a storyline and then I figure out which video type I'm going to do and what static content I'm going to do to fill in the, the gaps of this storyline and give it context. Just giving context and telling stories. It's so much easier.
2: I love it. It's like a wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> That's Every time.
0: I do the <laughs> same process every time. I'm literally never deviating.
1: <laughs> I love it. Giving context, telling.
0: Just tell the stories.
1: Love it. So good. Well, Leticia, you have shared such a wealth of knowledge today that literally all of you listening can apply like right now, if you are like us and took copious notes. Um, so do you have any, before we let you go, do you have any last pieces of advice for multi-passionates out there who are growing their businesses and selling their offers on the gram?
0: do. I just want you all to give yourself some grace and have patience. Um, I think because we see so many successful entrepreneurs, it seems like it happened overnight for them. And it seems like you're doing exactly the same thing and you're not getting the same results. <laughs> and I think that not every entrepreneur is sharing their entire journey or mm-hmm. all of their struggles and all the things that worked and how many times it didn't work before it finally started clicking for them. And yes. so I think a lot of times it can be very easy to get discouraged when you're doing marketing content and everyone's not jumping on your offer right away. But I think sometimes we we give up on that launch period before it gets a chance to kick in because people need to get up to the point of being like, you know what? I do believe I have this problem. You're right. I I have to, (laughs) it's not working. People need time to admit that we're all like, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so if you could just have some patience when you're launching and keep your same energy up without Mm -hmm. the expectations necessarily of just sales, but to connect with people, because if you can connect and start having those conversations, you're going to get the sale. Mm -hmm. And if you can make sure that when it comes time and you've done your due diligence with this content, ask for the sale. Like Y'all are scared to ask for the sale when it's like how many, I have five spots available. Who is ready to get started today? Yeah. And some people will be like, oh, well me, I'm sorry. I should have applied. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll surprise you. How many people, if you've been doing marketing really well and you've been consistent, there are people just lurking and somehow they missed the call to action to click the link in your bio. But the second yeah. you say, I have five spots left, who wants one for October, November, you in, you'll get people like, I October, November. It's like okay. Well, I should have done this all along. It feels like an auction. So yeah, (laughs) just just give yourself give yourself grace. It's it's gonna be okay. Stick with it. You you're an expert. You know what you're doing.
2: Well, I for one needed to hear that just in all areas <laughs> of life, actually. Like for 2022, my my words are grace and patience. So, when the second you open your mouth, you're like, give grace and have patience. I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. Okay? <laughs> I <Let's> do it. <laughs> so yes. Not just when it comes to your marketing, but literally I everything. Feel like that everything just is everything across the board. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. thank you for that. I receive yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Leticia, can you, before we let you go, can you share what you are currently working on? So, um, I have
0: been, I just told you guys about Maya winning Instagram quadfecta. Um, mm-hmm. I opened a shop called the Booked and Banked Shop, and yes. I teach specifically how to leverage instagram specifically to market and sell your offers that are like 1500 dollars plus so if you're doing high ticket you're doing coaching programs you're mm-hmm. doing some big services i teach you how to use all four of the instagram video types and how to leverage it to get sales um so yeah that's my biggest thing my booked and banked um, shop is where all of my trainings are um outside of that um Yeah. People typically come to me. If you're really just struggling, like I can't come up with the marketing content or anything (laughs) like that, then I do VIP days and I help people with that because I get it. It's at some point you're like, just tell me what to do. Okay. I like that you train me, but just tell me what to do. So (laughs) you always have someone to have your back. If you ever need support.
1: (laughs) We have been there. Yes. (laughs) And also please tell everyone where they can connect with you so they can go stalk you for those VIP days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on
0: Instagram with all this type of content and more. Um, I'm on Instagram. It's Atelier Latisha. It's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-L-A-T-E-S-H-A. I have a podcast where I share a lot of this type of stuff. I'm talking about organic marketing. It's the revolutionary CEO podcast. You can find that everywhere yeah. that you listen to your podcasts and LeticiaLynch.com.
2: beautiful and all that and more is linked in the show notes so please be sure you go check that out stalk Letitia, slide into her DMs, like Alex (laughs) was saying. (laughs) We have loved this conversation, Letitia. Thank you so much for giving such actionable, tangible advice. Uh, We're excited to implement everything that we learned Mm -hmm. and we hope you are too. So tell us your favorite takeaway, slide into our DMs as well. um, And Letitia and tell her what you learned and what you're going to implement. And
1: until next time, keep shining.